or trying to figure out, well, what do we have in common, you know, in terms of our work? Because in many ways, the work's very different. But we, you know, we thought about the fact that we both use sort of found materials, including the work, uh, Aaron, maybe perhaps on more of a collage level and mine more as assemblage or something like that. But then also there's this notion of finding, whether that's finding new possibilities for those found materials or whether it's, you know, having these sort of moments of discovery in the work. And so that's something that exists in both of our works, even though on a very different level, perhaps in each Welcome to the Studio Break Podcast. I'm your host, David Linaway. For today's 120th episode, Aaron Hayden and Jeff Robinson come on to talk about their show at the Peoria Art Guild. It's called Find and Found, and it runs through August 17th. It's two solo exhibitions in the same space, as you'll hear on the podcast, so please stay tuned for that. If you're new to Studio Break, we are a podcast and blog site. We have a variety of different artists. They come on. I ask them all sorts of questions about their studio practice, and we share these interviews on Studio Break. You can access all of the old archived interviews by looking at that archive button on the left sidebar, scrolling month by month, going through all the podcasts that you miss. Again, each of those episodes have links to the artist's website, images of the artist's work, and these lengthy interviews to find out more about them. So please, please check them out. Once again, we are on iTunes, so if you'd like, you can subscribe there and it's an easy way to listen as well. We are on a variety of social media, so please like our Facebook page. You can tweet us at Studio Break, and we hope that you do. Again, it's always nice to hear from people. Lastly, you can follow our Tumblr account, studio-break.tumblr, so please check that out. All right, here is the interview with Aaron Hayden and Jeff Robinson. Stay tuned. Welcome to Studio Break. I'm excited to have uh, Jeff Robinson and Aaron Hayden on. How are you guys doing? Good. Now at the at different times, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so I so I just want to you know just help uh, give a little bit of a background. So Jeff, you're you currently reside in Springfield, is that correct? Correct. Yes. And you're you're teaching out there and, and making artwork. Yeah, yeah. I teach at the University of Illinois Springfield, uh, and I also am the director of the Visual Arts Gallery there. Okay, okay. And, and then, yeah, and then make work when I find time, absolutely. And Aaron, you're you're just starting a, a program. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, um, it starts at the end of September at Northwestern University, and um, the program's called um, Art Theory and Practice. I'm really excited to get started um, I got my studio, so it's all set up, so I'm ready to go. Cool. And, of course, we are here to talk about Find and Found. It's a two-person show, I guess, at the, the Peoria Art Guild. It runs through September 17th. And, again, I, I know, Jeff, we've had you on before when you had a show at Heavy Brow, which is no longer in existence. But Sadly. It was, it was great to have you on then and, and nice to revisit the work now. But, um, you know, I first want to just kind of start off by just asking, uh, you know, maybe a little bit about this uh, this uh, adventure together, I guess. You know, when you when you I say adventure because when you're, you know, agreeing and committed to showing with anybody, uh, especially when it's a two person show, you got to like them somewhat. Right. So um, could you guys <laughs> could you guys talk a little bit about, I don't know, maybe some of that history, you know, like how how the show came into being and, and maybe some of the specifics. Uh, 
well, you know, we were approached with the show, and I guess I should say, you know, I don't know to what degree we officially call it a two-person show and to what extent it's two one-person shows, both with the same title. Mm-hmm. We were asked if we want to have this show and, and basically told you can have both gallery spaces and do what you want, whether you want to sort of mix the work up and have, you know, uh, really a sort of two-person show across two spaces. I guess I should say the Pure Art Guild, for those that don't know, has two sort of gallery spaces on two different floors. You know, and we were asked, uh, basically just given free reign to, you know, to, to sort of do what we want, whether we wanted two solo exhibitions and we just separate ourselves into two galleries or whether we wanted to mix the work. And we really weren't sure. And in fact, we actually came and we were talking about it and just what do we want to do? And uh, I mean, Aaron have known each other for a long time. And, you know, we both first met at Illinois State University and and everyone sort of knows us together collectively uh, and so I think we were approached in that way, but, uh, we really didn't know, all right, do we want to, you know, mix the work up or not? And we actually stumbled upon this sort of title. We were trying to figure, well, what do we have in common, you know, in terms of our work? Because in many ways the work's very different, but we, you know, we thought about the fact that we both use sort of found materials, including the work, uh, Aaron, maybe perhaps on more of a collage level and mine more as assemblage or something like that. But then also there's this notion of, finding, whether that's finding new possibilities for those found materials or whether it's, you know, having these sort of moments of discovery in the work. And so that's something that exists in both of our works, even though on a very different level, perhaps in each. And uh, we ended up actually separating the workout. I'm actually in the first floor space, you know, and that's where all of my work is. And all of Aaron's is on the second floor uh, gallery. I, I actually don't know if they have different names for the gallery, right. but, but uh, they're on the, on the second floor. Herb works all on the second floor. So they end up kind of functioning like solo exhibitions, you know, two solo exhibitions, but we still kept with, you know, them both being find and found. And so I don't really know what to make of that myself in terms of how they exist. But no, I, th- I think that's an interesting idea because, you know, when, when I'm looking at it in this format, I'm immediately kind of looking for those commonalities. And so I know there's something interesting about maybe going, you know, from the second floor to the, to the, to the first floor or, or back and forth and kind of, looking for those things in the work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aside, aside from those things, I mean, Aaron, is there anything that you can think to add some, some way that your work functions uh, in relation to, to Jeff? I mean, certainly we can kind of keep exploring this, but one of the ideas that kind of popped into my head at some point was this idea of, um, I guess, constructions, but then also, you know, just this loaded word of deconstruction too, because it seems like a lot of what, I don't know what is involved is there's these recognizable things, but then they're kind of put in these new, new, uh, you know, instances or new configurations or whatnot. I think uh, a word that Jeff and I both like to use is transformation in the way that we use material and transform them uh, by the way that we construct um, both of our pieces. I mean, we, we definitely do it in a different way. Mine being a lot more representational. I, I feel like, we, we both just really cling to um, materiality and are very passionate about the way that we use um, different materials and, and how they build up to, to make a piece. So it's really exciting. And, and to kind of further add to that, I mean, are there any particular places that you, you pull from to find some of these materials that you're using? Again, it looks like some of them you know, incorporate, you know, fabric and then, I don't know, even sometimes it looks like, you know, bits and fragments of actual pictures, maybe kind of like catalogs or something, but I don't know what, what, what types of things do you find uh, for your pieces, Aaron? 
Well, I just look all over the place. Um, I, Jeff and I actually go out <laughs> searching for things um, together sometimes, and uh, I, I can I go garage sailing. I go um, look at um, different like restore facilities and just looking for uh, the right type of material that I can find that will kind of lend itself to collage and um, transforming a piece. Yeah, I use magazine images and um, a lot of different fabrics. And every once in a while, I find something that's really bizarre uh, and try and make it fit into the work. So I I think that makes sense. And, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about, too, is just this idea of color, too, because I think, you know, it seems like you both tend to have like a, a strong sense of color, at least in terms of like having, you know, some that's very intense and, and some that's muted. I mean, is that something that, that also goes into what you both decide to kind of pick out and, and kind of peruse in, in a piece? Yeah, definitely. Um, we both love color. Uh, within my work, I try and um, look at the color of the objects that I choose to collage with. And then I try to like match the color and um, so that there's this conversation between the painted color and the material. So uh, you're constantly looking for the differences between the two. Um, So it's a lot about kind of uh, just the experience of looking at a a painting. Yeah, Jeff, what were you going to say? Well, I I was going to say for me, yeah, I mean, color is really important. Um, the way color comes into my work, and, and I think you, you know, you hit it uh, when you said that there's, you know, there's this, there's these sort of series of really high intense colors, and then uh, those that are, yeah, more muted. And that really comes about in my work. You know, a lot of the materials that I seek out, uh, these found, uh, you know, in mine, uh, oftentimes for me, the materials are more three dimensional, perhaps, than they are for Aaron. But uh, I look for things that have a history to them. That's really important for me that these as much as possible, the materials that I find, the objects that I stumble upon, they aren't, you know, brand new, pristine, bought in the original packaging, that sort of thing. Uh, I don't care to know what the history is, but I want them to sort of carry that with them. I want them to have that appearance. But oftentimes that ends up meaning that these objects are worn, they're beat up, uh, you know, they're, um, you know, if it's, it's wood, then it's got the sort of aging quality to it, whatever it is. Uh, and so oftentimes then when I'm bringing in paint or bringing in my own color decisions uh, to place up against those, those other uh, sort of aged or whatever you want to call them, those, those more muted colors uh, that come naturally with the objects I find, I look to sort of counteract that. And, and, I, and in so doing, try to create this conversation between natural and artificial, you know, that these objects are sort of naturally found and I let them sort of exist in that way and remain in that way to some degree. But oftentimes uh, I'm also bringing in what I think of as these really sort of artificial colors to place up against those, you know, that if there's some worn fragment of something, I'm going to put some neon green up against it, you know, that really seems to be completely arbitrary or, or to really contrast against um, the sort of aged quality uh, of those objects. Well, it's interesting because there's like a level of it that it's just very, I don't know, like it seems like you both want to acknowledge what these materials are, you know, in your, in your works. You're not like hiding the fact and, and kind of making it, you know, super illusionistic so that no one would ever be able to tell. Is that like a, a way in to kind of, I don't know, dissect them or, or to kind of be able to bring their own story to it or... You don't, you're indifferent, which is possible. (laughs) (laughs) 
for me, it, it's absolutely that, you know, I want, uh, and it's, that wasn't always the case. In fact, uh, I don't know, maybe even when we last talked, I don't know if, how, to what degree I talked about trying to sort of strip these materials of their identities. That's really not the case for me anymore. I, I, I want them to sort of um, more and more sort of suggest what they are. But I guess I'm trying to find a middle ground. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you suggested to allow the viewer a, a way into the work. So, yeah, that, you know, I want them to be able to have that access. And I think some of the recognizability or, or the, the ability to sort of identify something and where it came from or what it is allows them that access. But then, you know, I want them to still at times get lost and, and to sort of try to figure out what something is or what a relationship is. And so I guess, I'm, you know, I, I guess I would say I want the viewer to yeah have access into the work, but then to sort of get bounced around and to have to uh, sort of struggle or fumble around in what they're experiencing. And in that, uh, you know, they're able to invent their own meaning or, or to find their own significance in the work. I was going to say, so, I mean, I guess since we, we talked about, you know, just how Jeff, your work is a bit more, abstracted and, and maybe in some ways self-referential yeah you know whereas aaron your, your work kind of has that representational aspect is that does that kind of work differently in terms of what kind of expectations uh, someone might have definitely yeah uh so like from a distance i've i've gotten a lot of feedback on um my work like how from a distance it seems just like a regular painting that like of uh slab of meat or of um, a burger or something and uh, but then as uh, somebody approaches the painting there's these moments of discovery where you find some area that turns out to be fabric or another area that turns out to be um, a really thick applied area of paint that's where um, I, I really get um, excited is because that's when minds are blown and uh, people are uh, are starting to want to like ask me lots of questions about uh, how I assemble the work and and it's just really uh, fun to see that experience happen. Yeah, it, it makes me wonder too just what the the general idea is behind that. I mean, I, I feel like that's something that I'm also interested. In, you know, is that idea of just being able to kind of see something at a distance and then when you kind of examine it, you know, you you get. I don't know, like there's something that, that becomes informed or, or changes about, you know, the way that you see it or, or maybe the, the way that you experience it. And I'm just kind of curious about that. And again, it might be kind of related to that conversation that I was having to you before about, um, I don't know, just kind of all the all the media on Facebook, you know, something that's just taken on a, a face level. You know, if it's a, a realist painting, I don't know. I don't know how much that changes when you come upon it, you know, like when you're really close up on it, it's still you know, has the same objectives where I think maybe you guys have, I don't know, slightly ulterior motives in, in getting somebody to participate with it. Yeah. And, uh, Jeff can also talk about this, but, uh, he's always said that his work just does, it just doesn't work in photograph. You have to be in front of it to really experience, um, what, what different moves he's making because a lot of them are three-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, you know, I think, I don't know, I, I think in some ways this question is really more directed at you, Aaron, because I think, and I don't know, now we're talking about each other's work, but, <laughs> you know, I think, I think what's interesting about Aaron's work is that you have these different levels 
sort of co-mingling and at sometimes separating and at other times sort of, you know, uh, clashing up against one another, where certain you have that level of representation, that there's a painting of dogs or uh, a garden or flowers or burgers or a stack of meat or something like that. And then uh, and then there's the the painted element of it. And I think that from a distance, oftentimes these things read as these sort of nicely rendered paintings. Then you get up close and she's uh, oftentimes really bringing the materiality of paint to the forefront uh, where there's thick, sometimes just squeezed out, sometimes almost squeegeed or or scraped on. You know, the paint really asserts itself as paint, but yet also tries to become the petal of a flower or something like that. And then uh, and then there's the collage material. And then and then all of a sudden paints responding to collage material, collage materials trying to function as representation. So you have all of these things that start to sort of interact. And I think on some level, uh, her paintings, I don't think this is ever her intention. And I don't know, Aaron, that I've ever heard you say this, but at least to me, your paintings become about sort of highlighting the construction aspect, I guess. I don't know how to, how better to say it, but just what it is to construct an image and how we sort of consume images and how we relate to those things. And that, you know, we, if you bring back this notion of a realist painting, uh, a realist painting tries to not be a painting. That's essentially what it does. Right. Mm -hmm. But it tries to fool you into thinking that it's not a painting, that it's just the actual thing, or at the very least a photograph of the thing. And, uh, you know, uh, I think your paintings are bringing into light that the fact that even that realist painting, it's still a painting. You know, it's it's not the real thing. It's not even a photograph of the thing. It's a painting of the thing. And your your paintings don't try to hide from that. And yet I think they bring every bit uh, of the experience of the representation of those things. But then there's just more layers to it once you start to sort of get closer and, and dive into these other relationships that are playing off of one another that, that to me just lead to a much deeper experience. Mm -hmm. When you're in any kind of space now, I mean, it seems very difficult to want to be immediately dismissive of something. You know, you feel like you really have to spend more time with it, even if even if you are being lazy and just kind of dismissing something, which <laughs> which sometimes <laughs> happens. You know, what is it about acknowledging that that is something that that makes it a better experience or a more interesting experience? And maybe that's a bit loaded of a question. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just I'm I'm just curious because. You know, in some capacity, I'd rather look at things that are a bit more of a mystery, you know, or, or reveal itself, you know. I'm, I'm really passionate about um, looking and really discovering um, within my work. Uh, you can't really like kind of like breeze by it because you're going to miss so much. Um, like you really have to kind of like get your nose up real close to the work so you can really examine all of the the different um material changes and and uh the the way it, it is constructed like jeff was saying i think this technology age like everything is flattened and all these different um uh applications whether it be instagram or twitter and i think uh jeff and i both are just um, kind of like searching for all of that um, texture and that real quality uh, in our work uh, to just be highlighted again because you can't really see all of these things um, on a screen, you know. You have to actually go and see the work and engage and walk around it and so forth. 
Well, and I think I think something else that's interesting about that you mentioned the sort of the technology aspect of things, uh, and and now I'm going to end up sounding like the curmudgeon teacher uh, <laughs> teaching for a few years. But you know, I, I think one of the issues of the of where we are now socially and culturally in terms of our interaction with media, whether that's images or just information in general, is we're bombarded with things, and I think you know today's generation. Uh, has gotten to the point where they've lived with this for long enough to where they sort of just function. Uh, I don't know if autonomously is the right word, but they don't actively dissect or, or you know, really um, break down or, or receive. It's not an active reception of the information that's coming to them, whether it's an image uh, or anything like that. Uh, and I'm, that saddens me. I mean, I, I, you know, I want people to have to sort of be actively involved in making the meaning of the things that they experience. Uh, and so I think that that's an important part uh, of both of our works. It's certainly an important part of mine. And I think Erin said it's a, an important part of hers, too. If you ever see like a, um, I don't know, like a, a gigantic Rothko in the right environment, it's an experience, you know, it's, um, right. it's something that moves in an entirely different way than just being able to kind of like recognize like, oh, this person's referenced uh, 8-bit, you know, gaming technology in this wonderful oil painting, you know? Yeah. It's not just kind of recognizing those things. It's about experiencing them and, and seeing what happens when you, uh, you know, are 20 feet away versus, you know, 20 inches. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there any other like commonalities or differences that you think are maybe interesting and in, in kind of seeing... You know, these two shows, um, not exactly together, you know, they're separated by by some space, but, you know, there's still that, that same fine found nature to them. Jeff earlier was talking about how he searches for um, really worn um, material that, like, either was in a home or um, kind of like, almost like building accessories, that are things that, uh, that you use to construct a a home or most of what he's using kind of reminds me of um walking into um like an old victorian home that's probably deteriorating or something but then he uh creates makes it new again uh and my work also um kind of refers to or um is involved with the idea of like familiar um kind of home materials and like I'm, I'm definitely using magazines that are uh, about like cooking and uh, about different home decor and things like that. They obviously aren't like weathered or um, deteriorating, but there's definitely that this like need to to feel like to have a painting feel comfortable and familiar to a wide range of audiences, and so that there's like this connection between um, our experience and the paintings that I've, um, whether it be uh, a piece of fabric that reminds you of your grandmother's couch or an image that you remember flipping through uh, in a magazine. It's uh, definitely something that I'm really interested in trying to engage the viewer with um, these different materials that maybe they have a connection to. I would add that I think the other one of the other main things that I think we've both talked about indirectly, but 
to be a little more direct and to say that is is a commonality in both of our our work and our studio practice is the notion of painting. You know, we both have degrees in painting, and Aaron's about to. Well, I guess your degree won't be in painting at Northwestern, but at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, conceivably, that's what you'll be focusing on. That's certainly what your your uh, BFA emphasizes, and uh, painting is very important to both of us. And of course, I think it's. I don't think you have to work too hard to see the um, emphasis of painting as a language in Erin's work. I mean, her work is still very firmly rooted in uh, somewhat conventional approaches to painting representationally and using paint in that way, even though it, there's certainly a lot of things that deviate from that. And, uh, and usually when they do deviate, I think they emphasize painting even more. It's, you know, these really thickly applied areas of paint or, or something like that. And so paint and, and how then paint can be used as a physical texture to respond to collage, all these different ways that paint is important in her work. Um, and, and, you know, my master's degrees in painting and it's always been very important to me. And maybe that's actually a negative thing now. I don't know. We're, we're moving into this sort of territory in the art world that I think is really a positive thing. This de-emphasis on a, a singular, um, area of specialization or something like that, where, you know, I can have a background in painting, but I can make sculptural work. I can make prints, uh, you know, and these are the things that I actually do in addition to painting, and, and so, you know, I can combine elements of each. I can be a painter and a sculptor and an installation artist all at once in a singular work. And so, you know, my work really emphasizes painting as well, where, you know, I'll, oftentimes I'm taking three-dimensional objects and I'm filling them in spaces. My work usually ends up starting with some form, uh, whether it's a container or a letterpress tray or a wood palette or something like that, that I then just quite simply, it's really, to me, kind of a dumb act uh, but I love how sort of dumb it is uh, to just sort of fill these things uh, with these three-dimensional materials, but try to fill them in a very organized and calculated, meticulous way where I create a flat surface. And essentially what I do is, is I try to reduce three-dimensional materials down to a singular uh, facade, a flat face uh, of a surface. And in so doing, kind of bring it back to this world of paint. And then, you know, I bring paint into these things. Uh, and oftentimes the paint ends up becoming three-dimensional using paint skins or really thick paint or something like that to respond to the fact that these objects are three-dimensional. So I think that that's a very, very roundabout way of saying that I think another commonality is the role that uh, paint plays for both of us. And that in some way these things are, are, are actively making you think about painting. Do you guys ever talk about the differences in terms of the way that you will set up one of these? I mean, like in terms of just the way that you would work through it, I mean, do you both kind of respond to maybe this, you know, magical gem of a a found object or (laughs) print or something that you come across and then it's all like in, in relationship to that, getting that to work? Or, I mean, is it, I don't know, it sounds silly. I'm just, I'm curious, you know. Well, um, it's funny you ask that because um, I actually just asked uh, Jeff a similar question because I, I didn't know. And the way that I work is uh, like I kind of like tape up a piece of collage and kind of see what happens with it. And then if I don't like it, I can take it down. And um, sometimes I have to cover everything up with paint if I don't like something. But I was curious because with Jeff, if he put something in there, uh, you can't necessarily just cover it up. Um, you'd have to take it down and put something else there. 
that initial process of like just trying it out and putting something in the box or on the painting uh, is very similar because uh, we're constantly just sitting there and staring at the work and trying to figure out what works best in what area and and then um, reevaluating and I don't know I feel like I might have more mistakes or something than Jeff, but I, I don't know. Maybe he can talk a little bit more about how he does it. Well, I think I think the commonality for both of us, and I, I think uh, that you hit it on the head, Dave, when you mentioned this notion of response. That's always been something very important to me, and and just the singular word response has always been something that in statements or whatever that I'm always writing about that that in, in many ways my work is about response. It's a response to a stimuli of a material and what it is and what it could possibly be or what it could become that is no law, you know, uh, how it can sort of transform or something like that. Um, uh, but there's also a response, you know, on the level of, as I said earlier, you know, I'll start with some overarching form that then these materials have to sort of occupy that space. It's sort of three-dimensional composition of sorts, I guess. But, but there's... Um, this notion of responding to that form and what is this thing. And the second I make a decision and, and lay something in there, then I have to respond to that. And so, I mean, I, I feel a little silly because in some ways I think that's what every single artist does is, is make <laughs> right. and respond to it. But, but it seems really important to me, at least in my work. And I think it's there in Aaron's work too, that, and I guess it's not just response, but it's, it's, I guess the better way to describe it would be that it's trying to make sense out of maybe some either, you know, arbitrary isn't quite the right word, but chaos isn't either. But, you know, starting with a set of things that maybe have nothing to do with each other and trying to make them conform to one another and seeing what happens when you do that. It's like, uh, uh, oh, my gosh, it's like the real world on MTV or something like that. Right. <laughs> that's going to that's going to age me significantly. But it's like bringing together, you know, these different parts uh, and seeing what the heck happens when they come together and trying to make order out of that. Uh, that's at least what's in my work, uh, trying to find that uh, organization, uh, and which is just something that's innately who I am, just, you know, being obsessive about organizing these collected materials. And then I think it's there in Aaron's work in a different way where it's about you know, I think just knowing her process that she'll maybe start with some general representational idea uh, and maybe she'll just start to smack collage materials on there, not knowing how the heck it's all going to end up. And then at a certain point, as you're working through a painting, these things have to collide and you have to resolve them in some way. And so there's this response that happens that way as well in her work. Well, and I, I think it's just interesting because it's not like you're, again, like looking at you know, like a, a rolling hills landscape and you're trying to just incorporate that into, you know what I mean? You're not mm -hmm. just making this work based off of observation or something like that. And so I think that idea becomes really, I don't know, really interesting in, in terms of, you know, how something is resolved or, you know, if you kind of literally kind of put yourself in a problem situation to see if you can kind of figure a way out, you know, but I, I think that's something that kind of gets, kind of can be missed. I don't know. Certainly with people that have like a background in, in making work like this, I mean, maybe they, it's very easy to get, but, you know, for someone, you know, maybe like my dad or somebody or who knows, you know, like, um, I don't know that that process is something that's very important because it's not this random, you know, thing, you know, you're kind of, oh gosh, that didn't work at all. I've got to fix this, you know? Well, and I think that's what makes Aaron's work so brilliant is that 
it's accessible on so many different levels. You know, I don't know anybody that doesn't look at one of her paintings and isn't, you know, blown away with them. And it might be somebody that has no background in art and they're just blown away at the representation and the surprise that even though they can certainly pick out these certain representational elements, they don't function naturally the way you would see, uh, again, in a realist painting or in a photograph of a natural space or something like that. They sort of break down and fall apart in areas and then reemerge. And, and so there's some surprise in that that I think is very accessible. I think, um, at least from the responses I've seen of people, it seems like anybody, no matter their background, can latch on to that. But then the deeper you dive, uh, there's certainly more there to offer. But I think what's really brilliant about her work is she's able to get anybody there, you know, I mean, to have a piece of material that's just plastered into the painting, but then all of a sudden she paints a burger over top of it, but leaves out this area where now all of a sudden that collaged fabric or something becomes the piece of meat in the burger or something like that. And that's, that's accessible. People can see that they can see how the uh, fabric becomes something other than what it was. And I don't think they need that background in art. I, I think it's probably a weakness of mine that perhaps mine aren't as accessible as hers, but um, I think that's one of her uh, strengths, certainly in her work. Going off of that, um, it, within my process, I sort of, like, like you said, it was, uh, I create problems for myself, uh, where, whether it be a, putting a piece of collage on there and then just having to deal with it and having to work around painting, uh, a representational image or, uh, area on top of it. Um, and, and that's where it becomes exciting because, uh, I, it's always something new that I have to deal with or kind of wrestle with because each painting has different materials on it and a different uh, image that I'm maybe trying to get at. And uh, and it, it just becomes like this tug of war between the material and my idea of what I think it will turn into. And then at the end is when it just really becomes exciting because it... Um, can be both the material and the image. All right. So find and found runs through September 17th. Is there, is there anything else that you guys want to let people know before, before we uh, let you go here? Like maybe, uh, if there's a place to go see your work. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you can always check out my work on my website, Jeff Robinson studios.com and that studio plural. I don't know why I did that, but that's what I went with. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I also have another exhibition running simultaneously with this, uh, actually at the University uh, of Illinois Springfield, the Visual Arts Gallery there, called Filler. Uh, it's actually a site-specific and site-responsive installation project. I, I got a grant for the project from the Illinois Arts Council and and uh, spent the entire summer making it. And uh, that runs uh, now through September 18th. So they really sort of go on at the same time. So if you can make it down to Springfield, at the, it's at the UIS Visual Arts Gallery. Check that out. And that's a must-see show because um, it's pretty amazing. I got to <laughs> get a sneak peek of it. So everybody should really come out and see that. I'm going to have um, a piece in, in a show called Parklands. Actually, by... Um, uh, the juror was Brian Frank, yeah, so uh, I'll have a piece in there. It's a small world because I also have a piece in Ecovisions, which is in the Armstrong Gallery, oh. right next door to that. It's a massive group show opening up the same night at the McLean County Arts Center, so I guess a, a great night to go out and see some artwork. 
Uh, once again, I really want to thank you guys for taking the time to speak with me again. The work looks great, and the show runs through August 17th, so go check it out. Congratulations once again, and, and thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, thanks again to Jeff and Aaron for joining us. You can check out Jeff's work at jeffrobinsonstudios.com. And once again, his installation runs through the 18th at the University of Illinois Springfield Visual Arts Gallery. So please check that out as well. And also be sure to check out Find and Found, which runs through August 17th at the Peoria Art Guild with Aaron Hayden. You can check out her work at aaronhayden.tumblr. And you can also see her work at the Parklands Exhibition at the McLean County Arts Center, which opens up September 12th. And coincidentally enough, the same night, EcoVisions opens up at McLean County Arts Center, which includes myself and a ton of great artists that are shown there. So it's, again, a great opportunity to see some work. Speaking of which, if you haven't checked out my website, please take the time and do it. It's davelinaway.com. There's a handy hyperlink right there on studiobreak.com. Once again, you can see some of the recent paintings that I've been doing. I've been updating some of my website, my shows, and that, so please check it out. Plenty of interviews to check out at studiobreak.com. Again, each of those have images of the artist's work, links to their websites. There's a lengthy archive, but if you're just that big of a fan, please go to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. Once again, if you like this podcast, you've been listening for a while, we hope that you leave us some comments and some feedback there. Again, it just helps get new listeners, and you can do your part by also letting people know about Studio Break. Once again, we are on Facebook, so please like our page there. Again, it's a great way to stay informed and even see some opportunities posted up there. You can follow us on Twitter at Studio Break, and please be sure to tweet us with some new artwork and interesting uh, art stories whatever please keep us informed with what's going on in your world and lastly you can follow us on tumblr that's studio-break.tumblr i will remind listeners that studio break is a part of exchange works we just posted a new opportunity there so please go ahead and check it out again we posted it on the facebook page and you can certainly find it on exchange works but we're looking for interesting ideas and of course if you are a wizard of wordpress i would love to talk to you please give me an email give me a shout out and we'll talk collaboration some ideas so please do that as always, we want to thank Skylar Mail for providing the music for Studio Break. He is a multimedia artist, a painter, sculptor, performance artist, musician, and you can check out his work at SkylarMail.com. So please do that. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We'll talk to you real soon. <laughs>